now. I'm on now. I did. And then I turned myself off. It's just bad to be a guy who's supposed to speak and doesn't like his own voice. That's just, it's just rough. I cut myself out as quick as I possibly can. But thank you, Jeremy Berry. He uh, put that video together and that the jerk told me he was going to make me cry. And then sure enough, he did. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. It's not nice to try to make people cry and I go out, go after that. Well, we are in the last week of our uh, series that we've just simply titled Eight. And uh, we've been rolling through these. They're online. If you want to get the previous ones, we've been using license plate speak as uh, just as a little bit of a creative way to, uh, to title these things. And this week we're going to be looking at dominate. But before we move forward in that, um, I need you to look in your cup holders and you're going to find this cool little colorful pamphlet thing. We call it a churches. We call this a bulletin. And uh, if you'll uh, open that thing up, you'll find in it, you'll find some notes. And then you'll find this little flap on the, on the edge. It's perforated and you can peel it off. And if this is your first time with us, then I would really appreciate it if you would fill that out. And then on your way out, if you will exchange it, we'll have somebody standing outside on a, right outside of the, the theater. And they'll exchange this with you and you'll get this cool little popcorn box. And in the popcorn box, you're going to have a, a, a little Sonic gift card for $5. You can have happy hour on us all week long. You can go have your, your, uh, um, your iced coffee or you can have your lime slush. Yes, they do. They do their mocha, mocha chillers. Let me give me a lip from the front row. I know, I know my Sonic woman. She does. She's got the menu memorized. I'm surprised I, they will get her on that one. But... Uh, you can enjoy that all week on us, and we just appreciate that. If you would just exchange this for one of those popcorn boxes, it'll have a little bit of information about who we are and about us and, and our website and all that kind of fun stuff. And then also some, some microwave popcorn, some nibbly, so we'd appreciate that. Also, um, on this uh, card, that on the back, then it has a place for prayer requests. And if you have any prayer requests at all, please... Uh, fill that out. I'd love to be able to be in agreement with you and praying with you on that subject. We don't want you to stand alone. We want to. We're a body, and we want to be able to to work together in that. And also, at the very bottom, there's a place to sign up for our newcomers class. Yes, the first two of the six weeks are over, but it's not too much. You can get in on the last four weeks. It's on Wednesdays at my house at seven o'clock. There's addresses on the back, and uh, it's uh, at uh, twelve eleven Kenwood. And we would love to have you there. It's from 7 to 8. I'm done by 8. And we have child care. And um, get, you have your, your kids be there and have a good time. And then get them in home and in bed at a decent hour. So um, we want to remind you of that. Also, please be sure and read your bulletin. It's got a lot of good stuff on the back. It talks about who we are as a church. And one last thing. Uh, point of business. And this is real important. That any of you uh, men. Sorry to exclude you ladies. But uh, we have a men's lunch, and we've now moved it up to twice a month. And, uh, wow, I'm a ringing. Maybe that'll be better. Anyways, we've moved it up to the first and third Tuesdays of every month. So during your lunch hour from uh, noon to one, we would love to have you join us. We're at the Village Cafe. It's in the downtown, not downtown, but in the middle of the city, over there in the Village Shopping Center. And uh, the address should be on the back of your bulletin. There's a buffet, so we're in and out real quick. And uh, this week, uh, Mr. Truitt is going to be sharing with us. The last time, uh, it was uh, 
We had somebody share. It was just so good. And we just really want to encourage the men to be able to be there this week. Awesome. Well, now let's get to get into the word. This week we are looking at dominate. And dominate simply means to control, govern, or rule by superior authority or power. It's to enjoy a commanding, controlling position in. And as we've cruised through Romans chapter 8, we've learned so many wonderful things. We've learned that there is no condemnation. In fact, as you read, we're reading together through the Bible, then today we read the first part of Romans 8. And we covered that passage that there is no condemnation. You'll be able to read a little about it on the blog if you want to and, and get on there after church. We've learned about the fact that we've been, we are made not just alive in Christ, but we are God's children. And that we've got to think of ourselves in that perspective, that we are the children of God. We've learned so many wonderful things. If God be for us, who can be against us? That God takes everything and works it to our good. And then this week, we're understanding that God has created us. Once we've learned all these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? Then we now see there in Romans 8 that we are more than conquerors. Romans 8 verses 37 through 39 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I'm going to pause right there. Now, if uh, you've been around for any length of time, you've heard me tell some stories about the fact that I'm not the most athletic individual on the face of the planet. And I'm just, I'm just not. And uh, God gave me other giftings, and it took me lots of years to embrace the fact and not feel insecure about the fact that I'm not athletic, but I'm just not athletic. If you want to go play golf, I'll have a great time. You'll beat me. You'll, make, you'll feel good about yourself. Um, you know, any kind of sport, I'll play it with you. I love doing physical activity. You'll beat me. You'll feel good about yourself. I don't care what it is. And uh, anyways, but whenever I was younger, it was one of these things that all Clark men, there were some things Clark men did. Clark men were outdoorsy. I like the outdoors. That's cool. I like to fish. I like to hunt, all that. But Clark men also played baseball. And my, my dad played baseball. His dad played baseball. Everybody played baseball. It was just my dad's brothers played baseball. When my grandfather passed away, that he was, he was pitching. And not He wasn't pitching at the time, but he was a pitcher. During the time, he was on a team and was pitching. When he passed away, he played baseball all his life. It was just that much in the Clark DNA. And, of course, when my dad had a baby boy, he could not wait until it was time for me to get my little glove and do little league. And he did not realize that the other side of the family tree was more powerful than the Clark side of the family tree. And, uh, and so he still he had hopes. We, we ended up. We got me involved in baseball, and I just I avoided it. I knew I wasn't good at it, and I always have tried to avoid things that I wasn't going to succeed at, just even from a little boy. And uh, my, my dad finally got me on this team, and it was there in Odessa, and it was a team sponsored by Interfirst Bank, back when Interfirst Bank existed. And uh, anyway, so we, I got on this team. Well, this team ended up, you know, they, they, they kind of look at all of the potential talent and they kind of spread them out because these teams had existed before. Well, at first I thought it was an honor that I got to be on this team because this was an all-star team. I mean, these guys were hot rods. 
And then I realized they gave me to them to even it out. And so this team was too good. We got to put this Clark kid over here on this team. And uh, not to, uh, just to put it in perspective, two of the guys on my, on my Little League baseball team, and Dorley Harris knows them, they were brothers, Stoney and Stormy Case. And uh, I don't know if you watched uh, the movie Friday Night Lights. I went to that school, Permian. I graduated from, from Permian. That movie is about the, the football team right before Stoney Case's football team. And there's a, little, there's a little, little tag at the bottom of the end of the movie that they went on to become the national champions. Stoney Case was the quarterback of the team that led this team, not just to a state championship, but ESPN named them the national championship. His, his brother Stormy, who is my age, again, he led Permian as the quarterback to a state championship. These guys were just all-around studs. I mean, if it took athletic ability, these guys could do it. And I was on these guys' team. In fact, Stony Case went on to lead his college team there in, in New Mexico, lead them on to a title, and then he played for multiple NFL teams as a quarterback. I mean, this guy was the stuff, and that was the team that I was on. And so I got to go out and, and practice and do all that kind of stuff. And my favorite part of every time when we would have this game, my favorite part was the snacks at the end of the game. <laughs> and so... I, I love that part because you get your little uh, get your little your little juice box and you get your little little pack of something and that was that was my favorite part of the game and uh, they did not put me in but very much and uh, so but when they did they put and I always I have to ask this which field gets hit to the least right field thank you it was that field that they always put me in because little leaguers they don't they don't hit over there so I get to be out there in that field everybody else plays the game and I watch from right field and uh, anyway so I was there on this particular particular game and I'm out in right field and there's this guy comes up to bat and man he boom cracks it and just I just knew this there was just something different and this ball is just flying and headed right in my direction I mean, if I could have just asked for a timeout and, like, do a switch. Somebody else needs to come in here. This ball's coming to me. And uh, I knew I just feel all eyes on me. And it was just, oh, man, it was just, I was just so nervous. The ball, luckily, hits the ground well in front of me. And so this whole grounder thing, I, I liked that. I liked keeping it on the ground. And uh, so it was rolling to me. And I just kind of put my glove down, and it landed in my glove. And I just lifted it up, and I was, I was so excited, and I'm like, throw it! And I just hauled off and throw it, and I don't know if I threw it to the correct person. I don't know if I, if I made any kind of connection. I, don't, I know I didn't get anybody out, but I just put my glove in the right place, and I threw the ball in. We go on, we win that game, and all that. When it's all said and done, I'm there, I'm there getting my snacks. I'm getting my favorite part of the thing. I'd had my, had my play. I stopped my grounder. And a coach comes over and gives me and presents me with the game ball. Now, I'd not, I'd struck out any time I was at bat. I did not get on base. I did not do any glorious catch. I did not win that game. The, the, the super athletes on my team won that game. I did one thing right. 
I put my glove on the ground, I stopped the ball, and I sadly kind of chunked it towards the direct area. And I got the game ball. And that day, I was on a team of conquerors. Those guys were an incredible baseball team. But when it was all said and done, I was the guy that walked away with the game ball. I was on a team of conquerors, and when I left, I was more than a conqueror. I'd walked away with the goods. I'd walked away with what had been earned by all of these other skills. Whenever we look here at Romans chapter 8, verse 37, we understand that it is, <clears throat> it is that all, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We know so many times we think we've got to be the one that has to go out and do the conquering and slay it and, and be this, this super Christian, which we are called to this place of obedience. But that is simply putting our glove in the right place. We just do the little bit God asks of us to do. And our super stud, Jesus, he, he takes care of everything. Jesus takes care of all the rest. He's the one that took on death, hell, and the grave. And we're the one that ends up with the prize of a relationship with God. God did that in every area. He has made us more than conquerors. And we have to understand that. We have to have a, a, a victors, not a victims, a victors, a winners mentality. Verse 38 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, this, this word, it's only used one time. More than conquerors is all one Greek word. That big old phrase, we have to say more than conquerors. And it is this Greek word that I gave you. And it's hooper nikeo, which the hooper is where we get our, our prefix hyper. And so we understand that it, it's, it's beyond. And then we understand, because of, of the brand, the Greek word Nike, which means victory. So this compound Greek word is beyond victory. This isn't just a win, people. This is this beyond a win. This is this decisive win. If it was boxing, it'd be a first-round knockout, not just some decision at the end. You know, if it, if it was a football game, it's a blowout. It is this beyond a win. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, as believers, we ought, there are times we've got to go through, through, through some stuff. We, we walk through things. That's why the Word tells us to fight the good fight of faith. It's not that life is always easy. But what it says is that in Christ... The victory is always ours. And we ought to be going through not looking for how we might lose, but looking how God is going to lead us to win in every area of our lives. 1 John 5, 4 through 5 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. It's believing that what God said he would do, he's going to do. Believing that he knows more than us. That's that, that one right thing. Putting your glove there. 
You've coached me to do this one right thing, and I'm going to believe that, that that's going to work. My faith. Believing that God knows more than we know. Believing that He is for us. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Only those who have received the life that we so freely have in Christ. The next thing that we understand is that God has equipped us to dominate in life. We are to be able to to win in all things. We know that in all things. As we expose ourselves more and more to God's word, to honor what he says in our lives, this equipping becomes automatic. It becomes this automatic response. We don't have to decide that we're going to work up and get ready for a win. That's why, again, I talked about last week, why it's so important for us to be putting the word of God in us when we don't need it. So it's there when we do. We don't have to convince ourselves that, that we have healing in Christ and when a, a sickness attacks, they were like, wait a minute, I haven't even studied if we're healed in, in Christ. All of a sudden, now I'm sick. Now I need to do some studying on this. No, we put the word of God and see that God is for us all along so that when, if an attack comes, then we're like, uh-uh, no. I have the victory in Christ. By his stripes, I am healed. It becomes automatic. Now, Weston is in football, and he's doing real good. Thank you, Lord, that my wife was the athlete of the family. And uh, this, uh, this, is, this is very, very sad, and I, I can't believe I'm admitting this in public. But there, on, uh, there was a little joke there for a while while we were on our trip because my, <laughs> my, my wife played basketball, and one, she was on the basketball team, and, and she played basketball even in, through into to high school some. She also did cheerleading, but that's kind of supposedly the girl thing to do. Well, at Permian, Permian had male cheerleaders as well, had male and female cheerleaders. Isn't that right? And uh, anyways, and so, <laughs> so whenever I was in high school, then me and some of my buds, we decided that uh, we wanted to, you know, try out for this the cheerleading squad. And uh, so my son had never heard of male cheerleaders. He picked on me forever. He's like, so dad, if, if y'all were at the same school, mom would have been dribbling up the court and you'd have been going, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, I'm like, mm. kid, respect your daddy. I never did this. Woo, lost my mic. I was the bell ringer. It was on a big, heavy cart with truck tires. You had to push it, make your muscles ripple. That's what I did. Pull a big rope, make that bell ring. That's what I did. Manly. Anyways, but it becomes automatic. And we were out at Weston's football game last week. And uh, out there by uh, at Lincoln. And uh, last weekend, they had this roping fiesta thing. And uh, I was out in this, yeah, for people who rope. And uh, there was the, all of these people in these stands out there at this outdoor thing. And we were out there. And uh, there was just all of these games, three games going on, all these people all over the place. And they start off the roping fiesta with the national anthem. And it was amazing to see. Because they weren't playing the national anthem for us. 
They were hundreds of yards away. But thank God people have so been trained to respect and to honor that thing that it became automatic. People automatically just, it just pockets here and pockets there just began to stop as those bars of those songs became recognizable even on a subconscious level. And people just began to just stop all over that place and began to honor that song and that flag we could not see at an event we were not a part of as people just began to recognize, put their hands over their heart and begin to stop while that song was being played. It become a part of who we were as a society. It became automatic. See these things in the word of God us having wins, us rallying together to help one another as we begin to expose ourselves like we have the Star Spangled Banner, like we have on those things, then when something happens, then we just begin to rally to each other. It becomes automatic. Something ha- begins to happen in one person's life. It's like, no, we're going to have a win in this place. We are more than conquerors. I'm going to rally to you, and we're going to see God's best in this area. It becomes automatic. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants to have us ready for every good work. God has us ready to win the, the good fight of faith, the good work. But we have to expose ourselves to this, to the scriptures, to the teaching. And you know what? It's going to require, it's going to require being ready for the Bible to rebuke you. It's going to yank your chain a little bit and say, you know, you need to quit this or you need to start this or these issues. And the Holy Spirit, again, is our teacher and, and matures us. And we have to be ready that the Holy Spirit is going to provoke us forward. There's going to be some correcting and some training in our lives, but it's so that we can be the conquerors, the more than conquerors that Jesus has made us through his sacrifice. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He's given us everything we need for life. See, our hyper-victories, our domination in life comes through him who loved us. It is in Christ that we have the victory. It is in Christ that we have the victory. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He overcame, and we can be more than conquerors. We get the game ball. We get the victory. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession. Another version says, Who always leads us in victory. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of of the knowledge of him. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I live in this body I live by faith 
in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We need to make sure and let the Holy Spirit lead us into our next victory. As we move forward, all of us again, that is our commitment. We do life together based on these two things. Being willing to say and really answer to ourselves and to God, where am I? And which way forward from here? And the way forward is your next victory. Wherever it is that's holding you back, whatever it is it's being, it's, man, God has a win for you in that area. Maybe for you it's in an area of, of anger. Maybe somebody else it's in an area of stewardship and they haven't been responsible enough with the, with the things God's blessed them with. Maybe in somebody else it's an area of, of forgiveness. I don't know what your area where God is moving you forward is, but I know this. He's moving you forward and always always into victory god is awesome he is so good but this morning i'd appreciate it if we could just take a moment if everybody could just bow your heads and we're going to create a a place of intimacy this morning that if anybody needs to enter into a relationship with god if anybody does not have a relationship with god and they want to have one it's based on jesus and jesus alone Jesus died so that we might live.